everyone, and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. If you weren't expecting music, you are in the wrong place. My name is George, and I'm joined with my co-host, Liam. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Flawless. This is Flawless. It is. How exciting. So each episode of Flawless, um, a host or guest nominates an album that they think is flawless, and we discuss how they discovered it, what they love about it, and what makes it flawless for them. Because it's subjective, right? Yes. So uh, we're not we're not here to convince anyone that they're wrong about being flawless. It's just no. that we don't necessarily agree that it's flawless. That's Absolutely, that's fine. It that's happens. what we do. And yeah. Then you can lead leads on nicely to we have a Facebook group. It's called Flawless Friends and Family. It's where we discuss all things music that we love and that you love, and we post in there about upcoming episodes and what albums are nominated. And there is a link in our show notes. And I actually did it this time. Six weeks ago, I think it wasn't when we were actually going to do this recording. So I've forgotten what anyone said in there. So sorry to anyone who did leave comments, but yes, yeah, this this has been a bit of a way in the making. I got sick for about three weeks, Mm -hmm. so we couldn't record. Yeah, Uh, but I'm better now, so everything's everything's good with the world. And as a podcast, you need to alliterate with a Patreon, so you can back us from as little as a dollar a month, and you get early access to our episodes, access to bonus episodes and a warm fuzzy feeling inside that you are helping us to spread the flawless love hopefully i can't can't guarantee the fuzzy feeling yeah and it goes to liam because he outlaid quite a lot of dollar on podcasting equipment and so um we are supporting liam to support the (laughs) podcast but you can find the patreon at patreon.com slash flawless amp now liam Yes. We're not doing the podcast, just two of us. That would be weird, right? That would be weird, yes. So do you think we might have guests? I do think we do have guests. Okay, we have guests today, and you'll know that from opening the episode. However, it's very exciting. Please, name yourself. I'm Jake of the band Mount Nadir. And I am Connor of the band Mount Nadir also. Mount the deer. Nadir. Nadir. Mount Nadir. Oh, Mount Nadir. Of course, I have seen it written down. So let's clarify that. So Mount N-A-D-I-R. Yeah, that's the one. So where can people find information about you? Or what do you do in Mount Nadir each as well? I'm the bassist. Mm-hmm. I'm the drummer. Okay. We've cool. got the rhythm section. Yeah, the, the whole rhythm section. Yeah. Oh, the, heart, the yeah. heart of the band, as yeah. some would say. Oh, absolutely. Um, I used to play bass in one of my bands, and I was just like, yeah, I'm keeping this place alive. <laughs> so there you go. That's exciting. Cool. Um, so where can we find out more about the music? Yeah. Or what kind of music do you make? I'd say definitely a combination of like alt-rock, indie rock, but then also having a lot of influences Frankie leans on a lot of folk stuff. I know Jaina and Connor as well, like a lot of hardcore, grungier stuff. Well, yeah, there's a lot of mixtures in there, but I would say the heart of it is probably like an alt-rock, indie rock kind of sound. Nice. Awesome. Very much on the cool. sad side of things. On the also. sad side. On the cool. sad side. Mopey boys. Perfect. So yeah. I'm definitely going to seek you out because <laughs> I love sandy, like sad alt-rock like. That's pretty much my jam. Yeah. So um, that's cool. But you have nominated an album as you are a guest. So which one of you is going to tell us the now album you have nominated? Are we going Big Thief? We're going Big. We're going Big Thief's masterpiece, 2016.
And nice. so big That's a big, big swing. I'll go swing with straight into call, a best year of music ever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, and also Masterpiece, debut album, but they're not referring to themselves. Which, because I was thinking... That is a, a really plucky for your debut album. Yeah, <laughs> Check debut. out this masterpiece. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then I heard the single masterpiece, and obviously it's not. It's about a person being mm -hmm. a masterpiece. Yes. So that's good. So, um, how did you first hear about Big Thief? So my first encounter actually came through the song Masterpiece. It was in one of my daily mixes on Spotify. Like the first time I heard it, I kind of came into Big Thief a little late. I think it was around 2020. Mm -hmm. And then I got into Masterpiece and then I was just kind of stuck on that song for ages. Then I went back and started digesting the whole album. I think went from Paul to Real Love. And then like I'd kind of listened to the album all the way through and loved it. But there's just so many tracks, animals, humans. And like I'm still picking songs that are becoming like that song that I have on repeat from that album. It's mm -hmm. just, yeah. Because they're quite folksy as well yeah um, oh definitely so yeah. like um you were talking about your band so you would not play on the same bill as big thief i th i think we could work yeah yeah i feel yeah. like that's a combination maybe you just well. really want it to happen yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. That also yeah i feel like a big thief for our band is one of the few bands that we all agree on <laughs> that is like great yeah. Um, a lot of the others, you know, we might have one member that's all in on it and one member is not so much in on it. But yeah. Big Thief, I think, all around is that's definitely cool. one so of the So how did faves, yeah. you hear of Big Thief? I actually heard it through Jake. Um, yeah. So it would have been... Um, it would be just over two and a bit years ago now um, when Jake and I first started jamming once we moved to Brisbane. Mm -hmm. And um, I'd always known about the song Paul... Um, I can't remember exactly when the first time I heard it was, and I always loved it. But it wasn't until we started jamming um, with Jake and then subsequently Frankie after that that we started talking about music and what music we were all into. Hmm. And they brought up Big Thief, and I said, oh, I like the song Paul. And then it wasn't until then that I really delved deeper into all of their stuff and then I just fell in love since then yeah that's awesome because it came out on the 27th of May 2016 yeah it comes in at 37 minutes and 16 seconds 12 tracks of a masterpiece it was released same. through Saddle Creek I know and George, you know, do, you have, do you have your list of bands I have my list from Saddle Creek <laughs> go so, for it <laughs> uh, yeah I get a bit excited when a uh, someone brings an album on a record label that I love so Saddle yeah. Creek Bright Eyes being the main one. But the big one for me, Cursive, mm -hmm. one of my favourite bands, um, Darren Saddle Creek, um, The Good Life, Tokyo Police Club, Ladyfinger, The Faint, Rilo Kylie, and Tim Kasher of Cursive are just some of the bands that I like who are on Saddle mm -hmm. Creek. Yeah. So I, I know they're on 4AD now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So cool. the first two albums were Saddle Creek and then they've been on 4AD for their last oh, yeah. three. So they did sort of two in, a, two in one year in 2019. Um, but yeah, this was the debut one. So how do you think about, well, how does it compare to the other albums from well, Big Thief? Have you ever thought about, you know, when you had to pick one that was flawless, you sound like you're big fans of the band altogether. Yeah. What made you pick this album in particular? Well, I, like I've loved all their music. I do think this one tends to be their more rocky one, mm -hmm. which doesn't necessarily make it better. But I guess for me... Yeah, I, it's, it's the one that's got the most replay value 
mm-hmm. to put it in like the most simplest term. It's just the one that I've gone back to the most. Yeah. I don't necessarily listen to the other albums and think, oh, this one just isn't as good, but mm-hmm. it's more so that that's just the one I've gone back to and just had those songs that I've just really connected with. Yeah. That's awesome. So, Liam. Yes. Had you heard Big Thief before um, they nominated it? The name sounded familiar. I had never listened to any albums, but I knew of them. I, they were a name that I'd heard thrown around a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, having now listened to the album, I don't know why I didn't listen to them at the time because they're <laughs> right up my alley, which is great. Um, but I didn't know any of the songs when I looked at the list, but when I listened to the album, um, I knew Parallels really well. Oh, well, that's interesting. And oh, I, well. it's, it wasn't because I was like, then I heard the album. I was like, oh, Parallels, right. I know that song. Right. So. It must be like a big single or something. I don't know why they put the big single last. And I was looking, I was like, no, no. I've just picked it up somehow. It might have been in a video game is the, is the sad truth. It might have yeah. been in like an EA Sports or something like that. Nice. Like an ice hockey or a soccer FIFA game that I heard. Yeah. But I knew Parallels, yeah. I don't, it must have shown up in a couple of my lists as well, my sort of Spotify list and yeah. then dropped out again. But yeah. yeah. Interesting. It definitely, a, a lot of music I learned as a kid was from skate videos. <laughs> so yeah. I was definitely into so yeah, I, yeah, I have no idea how I heard it, but I, I knew it. So, really cool. And George. Hello. Had you ever heard of Big Thief and or Masterpiece? So, when it was nominated and I saw the album cover, I was like, this is completely new information. Like, this is brand new to me. So, I get to listen with completely brand new flawless ears to a brand new album. And I get quite excited when I listen to a new album. I get more excited when I hear the first track and I like it. <laughs> then I'm like, that's good. If I hear the first track and I don't like it, then I dread, like, yeah, not looking forward to the fourth episode. However, um, as I was listening to it, I've heard Paul. I've yeah. definitely heard yeah. Paul before. Paul, and Paul was a single. So it was a single and I heard Paul. And I used to volunteer at 4ZZZ Radio in Brisbane. And so I'm assuming around this time was around the time I was volunteering. So I would have heard Paul played a lot because they've got quotas on like different things about like Australian artists or Brisbane artists or artists with women in them or indigenous artists yeah. and stuff like that. And so like bringing in like a really nice track like Paul on the radio and you could say, tick, woman, um, oh, so yeah. <laughs> then uh, it hits your quota. So um, yeah, so I'd heard Paul, don't know how, um, definitely not playing video games. Right. Because I only play Animal Crossing. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah. Not a, not a very video gamey song, that, anyway. No. no I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't know how it would have been on there. It's <laughs> no, funny. it just has its own little funny things. Yeah. Um, Couldn't see it on SingStar. No, that's right, yeah. yeah. So, um, Liam, would you like to name the members of the well, band? Well, do you guys have the name? Do you know the names of the members of the band? Oh, yeah. or uh, You haven't got any notes. So I can, yeah. I'm happy to go through them if you're not sure. Oh, no, Adriana Lenka. Yep. Yeah. Buck Meek. Yeah, James and Max. I don't want to butcher their last names. So Max is Oliarchik. Yeah. Um, James must have is Krivent Kriv Kania. He was only on engineering for this one, but um, Jason yeah. Berger was on drums. But yeah. I'm not sure if he's still in the band. He might no, have. So, might have. Um, James replaced Jason. Okay. On their third album. Right. So he had been doing the engineering for Big Thief. And then um, when Jason left, he just joined on drums. Nice. Because it made perfect sense that he was already around the band. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, but it was Jason Berger playing drums on this one. Yeah. So, um, I didn't know Adrian yeah. plays guitar and vocals, and then Buck, the lead guitar and yeah. vocals. So, when we talk about lead, that's Buck. So, um, but, uh, but can I just say, um, 
there is uh, the person that did mastering. Um, I got really excited because it was a female name, mm-hmm. Sarah Register. And I got a bit like um, rabbit holy um, and got a bit excited <laughs> going, I'm female engineer doing an album like this. This is exciting. And to find out that she's done people like Nada Surf, Solange, Sonic Youth remastering, Martha Wainwright, brand new Sia, The Shins for Moldy Peaches. And she's also done mastering for Lande Hecht who is from the Muncie Girls, who was a band that I used to tour with back in the UK. Nice. So I was like, I have a like, two-step connection. Two-step connection. Yeah, yeah that's great. Her, which that's means cool. I've got a three-step connection to Big Thief. <laughs> so that's very exciting. So speaking of going on tour, have you guys ever seen them play live? Have they come to Brisbane? Yeah, have they, played? they have quite recently. It was yep. uh, late last year. Um, and... Everyone gives me shit for this because I say this after I see every band, but uh, they were genuinely the best live set I've ever seen. And I'll, they, I'll, yeah. I'll stand with it. And that yeah. thing you were saying about the drummer kind of amazes me because if you watch them together now, yeah, they're, oh, they're so in sync and everything they play is like, you don't necessarily know if it's feel or if it's methodically thought out, but everything mm-hmm. fits in like the perfect place. And even though they have steered away from the masterpiece sound in like a lot of their newer stuff, they did play a couple of songs from masterpiece. Like, yeah, everything they do to me is just so in place. And it's yeah. So are they softer? Yeah, what kind yeah. of stuff do they do? You said this one was like their more rockier sound. So what's yeah, the, what kind of stuff have they gone towards? Definitely gone very folky. Like, Yeah, their most recent album, uh, Dragon New War Mountain, I believe in you, is probably the softest they've gone. Okay. Yeah. Is think, it like um, Laura Marling soft? Like real? Like almost solo artist soft? Or is it still... Oh, no, it's more... Um, very, very acoustic guitar-y, very soft bass tones. Uh, okay. The drums yeah. are very, really, it's some of the best drumming I've heard in a long time on their newest mm-hmm. album in particular. Um, but it's very light, very, um, you know, not much Tom's action. It's just like, yeah. old mate's got his hi-hat and his snare yeah. and his bass <laughs> drum. It's just, yeah, just feel well, all of it. It's so, so much good. easier to go on tour though, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Because <laughs> like the drummer takes up all the space in the band. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay, so they did have three singles. Masterpiece in February 16. Um, Real Love, November 16. And Paul in May 16. So Masterpiece came out um, before the album um, and then the other two came out after the album. Mm. Um, Rolling Stone gave them 3.5 out of 4. Pitchfork 7.7 out of 10. Metacritic 79%. um, All music 4 out of 5. And... This is my favourite. The Irish Times gave them four out of five. Nice. So if you're folk and the Irish like you and you're not Irish, like that's pretty good going. Mm, yeah. So um, yeah, so I really enjoyed that. And there was um, on all music underneath the review, there was a quote by a man called Chase DeLong who said, not just another whiny girl album. So... <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) which I just I read. (laughs) Literally pissed myself when I read it, and I was just like, "Fair enough, Chase. (laughs) I'm going to nominate you. I'm going to name you on the album on the podcast." Um, So also, sorry, um, Mary randomly came in at number forty-four in the Pitchforks two hundred of the twenty tens list. Very. Which is really weird. And they all went to the same Berkeley College of Music in Boston, Massachusetts. Right. Yeah. Was and Mary on a different album? Um, 
Right? Yeah. Capacity. Is it on capacity? Yeah. Yes. So Mary's on a different album. The one I was reading was the capacity was their bigger breakthrough. Like yeah. this one, I think, got them a bit of attention, but capacity did yeah. really, really well for yeah. them. Well, they didn't chart on a great album as well. Nice. And they look and dress exactly like a New York City lo fi folk rock band. Mm hmm. 100%. Yeah. Their look is just perfect for like their music. There was Corduroy in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like you listen to them and you're like, this is what these guys look yeah, like. Yeah, you can and get you a see picture them and you're like, yeah, that, yeah, it kind of is exactly what you want. So it's like, they yeah, fit definitely. so well. Yeah. If they were wearing sequins, you'd be like, read it out, right? If they yeah, looked oh, like yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah's or something. Yeah. Uh, but no, they look exactly. I opened up a picture because the um, album cover is not of them yeah. so I put up a picture and I was just like yeah there you are <laughs> like yeah. you, you've definitely oh. feed stray cats in NYC <laughs> and the um and just the um feel of all the pictures as well sometimes you'll see a band but they kind of they're all together and you, you kind of feel like a connection between all of them from the photos I don't mm. know that's nice. what I kind of get you feel like they're all genuinely like close with each other yeah that's nice because Adrian lead singer is a huge part of like a, so much of it is is down to her and her awesome vocals, lyricist, yeah. um, great guitar yeah. work. So she was born into a religious cult in Indianapolis. That was her when she was her growing background. up, and um, raised in rural Minnesota. And she began writing songs when she was super young. Um, she even recorded a couple of albums with her dad when she was like 13, 15. But they were like super pop sort of stuff. And she um, apparently they've like. They're away. They're hidden somewhere. Like it's not like that sort of thing. You go hunting on YouTube and you'll find them. Like she's made sure that they're not available oh, wow. anywhere. She really hides them really well. But this, because yeah. she's also a solo artist in her own right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So she. I'm assuming that you guys have heard her solo work, and I'm assuming it's all very much like Little Arrow. Like um, yeah, a mm-hmm. little a little less lo-fi, but yeah, very much very much in that vein. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because she got a full ride scholarship at Berklee College of Music as well. Yeah, so she's, yeah, she's real, cool. real first, smart lady, real yeah. great musician. The first album they did was just her and Buck, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if that was around the time they were dating. But I know they dated. But I think by the time Big Thief kind of kicked, they'd already broken up. Okay, but it seems to be like a very positive split. Yeah, I don't know if positive is the word. Amicable. So we talked <laughs> amicable. We're sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> you talk about um, she's a big part. She opens the album mm-hmm. with Little Arrow. It's under two minutes, and there's that beautiful sound that I love on a lo-fi record, that hiss and fuzz of studio equipment. Yeah. Just uh, playing in bands, I used to just love hearing it. Like, the people engineering it didn't. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, I used to just love that hiss sound, so you can hear it, and it's really raw. And I feel like she probably wrote it on her own at the end of her bed and then she was like hey guys i've got this and they're like get in the studio right now and record it like yeah. just go i feel like there was no transition process between her writing it and her getting into the studio because it's just such a beautiful sweet song mm. but it can only be the opener on this yeah. album oh, for sure yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 a couple of other lower tracks like I think there's Randy and then there's a yeah. Um, Lorraine is like a Lorraine, super, super yeah. just L- her and a L- guitar. There's L- a few, Randy, there's a few Randy, just her and a guitar on the way yeah. through. Yeah, but they, there's something different between them and Little Arrow. Little Arrow really does. Yeah. It is, it's definitely a starting track and it kind of takes me back to um when I saw them live, just that first note when like her voice kind of hits in the record. You're just like, oh shit, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it yeah. just gives you those chills. And she has that like voice of... um white girl blues 
voice kind of sound, mm, yeah. uh, which is really nice, that soft, um, emphatic and breathy, and mm. it's like a really nice thing to listen to, yeah. and it fits the music perfectly, even the ramped up bits. Yeah. So I was wondering if it was going to ramp up, like first listen, wondering if it was going to ramp up, and it does, yeah. um, but her voice still carries, it doesn't get lost. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think, yeah. Yeah. So just a couple more things about Adrian in the notes that I had. Like I said, she was making these pop albums with her dad when she was like 15, 16. She talked about how she got all angsty all of a sudden. You know, she's 15, 16. She's working with her dad a lot. who's managing her. She's like got the natural friction with her parents. Um, and she also started listening to Elliot Smith. Oh. <laughs> and then she was like, I don't want to make pop music anymore, dad. And, no. some, and suddenly she was all acoustic guitar. Yeah. Mo yeah. So I was like, yep, I see that. Oh, like everyone 95% wants to sound like yeah. Yeah. Um, The other thing I heard, and I don't know, she, they might not have done this, but um, someone did a review of a live show where they were playing like the rocking set and, and then Lenka played a solo song and the bandmates, instead of leaving, which is what you normally do when some, your lead singer does a solo, um, knelt on either side of her, like just in a little circle around her while she did the thing. So it was like this real huh. like respect, like, you know, this yeah. is us, this is her, this is her moment, you know, where we're kneeling for her to have her moment, which I thought was really cool. For the yeah. record, in this room right now, there is one female guitarist and there is a bassist and a drummer and a lamb. So if you, you all three could kneel <laughs> and around a and, a, and a person um, who doesn't make music. That would be totally fine. I'm taking, I'm taking a knee right now yeah, yeah. All, the, all, the viewers, all the viewers at home. Yeah, yeah. just going to have to trust that we're doing it. Yeah. But um, anyway, it goes from the RA, so I was like then completely disarmed because masterpiece yeah so what was your experience yeah. of listening to masterpiece the song it, it, in the title i reckon masterpiece but no nah, to, to <laughs> further to further on from that it's just well in the context of the album i heard the song first before i listened to the whole right. album but just when it goes from little arrow and then he goes like yeah for me it's just one of those songs that like I want to listen to it on repeat, like yeah. 20 times. Like I, when I first started, I was like 20 times in a row. I was just back to back. It was just like had me hooked. Mm. That's awesome. And, it, and it's almost like this song that it's like they've got the like little solo part, but it's not like there's any real big kind of like in real love when there's that kind of big moment. It's mm -hmm. not like, but I don't know. It's just like. Yeah, oh. it never really takes off, even though you almost feel a little bit yeah. like it's building to something that it doesn't do that. But yeah. it's just, yeah, they're really consistent all the way through. It's, well, it's the whole time. I literally wrote the word BAM! Yeah. Because it comes out of the first It came song. out of Lyra and I'd never heard the album before or the singles. I, I didn't realise I knew Paul. So I just wrote BAM! Electric guitar, bass, drums. And then Adrian has the breathy voice that comes in. It was their first single and I think it was a good choice to set the scene for the album. So yeah. I think Masterpiece sits in that position of between their really ramped up songs mm -hmm. and their much lower songs. And I think Masterpiece was just a smart move to say, this is what we sound like. We're a brand new artist. Yeah. And mm -hmm. if you like this, you'll like the album. Yeah. So it alleviates that fear that the band are calling themselves a masterpiece. Like you get to that very second song, it's like, no, this is a song called Masterpiece about a person. Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, thank God, you, you didn't, your ego didn't run away with you. You decided <laughs> yeah. to call your yeah. first album Masterpiece. Yeah, out of the way quickly. I wanted, I wanted to ask you guys. Sorry, I'll just one quick question. Do you think it's about an, a friend or an actual romantic relationship? Because I could not like a like a super close friend yeah. or an actual. I couldn't. Yeah, I listened to it a bunch of times and I was reading the lyrics and it's. 
one of those cool things where it's not super like they're not just explaining this is what it is yeah which works really well sometimes but yeah i was sort of jumping between the two i find with um adrian's songwriting it's always hard to tell because i do think she's one of those people that has deep connections and Mm -hmm. i would say someone could be a deep friend and like also be a lover which is like i think why her and buck meek can still be in the band Mm. she seems like a really emotionally aware and like kind of person so yeah I, I i also find it hard to tell but i think that also is the beauty in it mm. Mm. yeah so. i think the um i think open-ended lyrics like that make for songs that connect to more people mm-hmm. yeah um just because uh people can interpret their own yeah stuff from it and well, like therefore i feel like that song will reach more um people uh, in a way, well, connect with more people in a way um, because it's not just singling out, oh, this is about a relationship or this is about mm-hmm. just a friend. That ambiguity is actually really pleasant because I interpreted it exactly like my own relationship. So um, the lyrics are... For me, that's me taking my partner who does not like loud loud music or anything (laughs) like that, right? So we're like the opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, But that's like me taking him to any situation that is new and he sees in who we're going to see, like what musician we're going to see, he sees in them what I see in them. And so he sees that reflection in like she looks a lot like you um like if he saw like a tattoo punk musician for instance he'd be like oh she looks like you but thank yeah. you for taking my arm and walking me through this because he would be he'd interpret it as threatening and so or that was my very personal mm. take on what it meant and i read it to him and he was like yeah that feels a lot like what we'd be like and i need you to like take my arm to like walk you through a gig or something like that mm. even a folk gig yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> not scary see not yeah <laughs> so yeah i'm not talking about going to see like punk rock or whatever but like yeah even a folk gig but he would see he would see a reflection in the person that we went to see together and like why I've chosen him to be with me in that moment because obviously I choose my gigs carefully because I don't want to scare him off so like I would I would probably say I could take him to see Big Thief and he would really appreciate it but then randomly he loved everything everything when we saw them live but not because um, he loved the music but because he loved how much I loved the music yeah. so he had the really good experience of that gig and so um, when I heard Masterpiece I had like a little tear in my eye when that lyric came up and it was that, that relief that they weren't saying that they were a masterpiece or this was a masterpiece mm. um, the relief of that but then actually deep diving into that lyric it really hit home so nice. I wanted to share that with you yeah, yeah, yeah that's really cool no, that's beautiful mm-hmm. guys and, sorry it's got harmonies 
Yes. Male, yeah, female. One of, your fa- one of your faves. Yep. So there's a guitar solo in there um, as well. And it's so um, her voice follows the rhythm guitar line, her mm-hmm. vocals follow the rhythm guitar line, yeah. which sometimes jars on me. It does. But um, I felt like it maybe wouldn't because she does that quite a bit through the album. There's, she does. Sometimes it's interplay, but sometimes it's more just following the line. Mm. But it felt... Yeah. We've talked about it where it's, sometimes it's laziness. It's literally just, I've got, I came up with one melody and I'm going to play it and sing it. And Whereas this didn't feel like that. This felt like a much more active yeah. choice to go, no, this is... These two instruments yeah. sound the same well, yes. yeah. right now. Um, because it's like I get really annoyed if a bassist just plays root note. I'm like, there's more like frets on a bass. It's yeah. like you can play more than that. So that's one thing that I um, always look for is bass lines. But yeah, so she, nice. it didn't jar on me. Um, and yeah, as I said, it set the scene and it was just really nice about getting an uncomfortable person through an uncomfortable situation. And that's how I interpreted it. Hmm. Any song, any big tick songs, any songs you definitely, you guys definitely want us to cover while we're going through? Real Love is Real love? my favourite track. Nice, yep. That's and their that's, second single. Yeah, and that's got the interplay between the guitar and the vocal line. Yeah. It's got really uh, like guitar riff and sweet vocals into deep drums and bass. Which yeah, it's a hard-eating song, and it touches yeah. on, um, I think, her parents' relationship. Her father was abusive, and the whole kind of thing is her documenting watching this and how that's scarred her concept of what real love is. Quoted in the line, real love, real love makes your lungs black. Which I assume is reference to the drunkenness or the pressure that was on her mum through the abuse and then has obviously turned to smoking or something like that. Mm. That's how I interpret it. But yeah, yeah. and the second chorus, she says real love feels like a heart attack. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, so what she says is real love is a heart attack. Cry like a bird, fly like a baby. Mama got drunk and daddy went crazy. Yeah. So it very mm. much felt like a personal yeah. story. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, in, oh, sorry. Uh, my uh, look far and away favorite song in the album would have to be Animals. Okay. Um, Couple more things just on Real Love. Yeah, big wailing guitar solo in the outro. Like it just lifts up into that big thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's actually a proper guitar solo. Nothing else is happening. Like we talk about guitar <laughs> solos all the time. There's usually like a drum and a bass, but they're yeah. just down there and the solos up here and that's all you're listening to. But this one is actually a solo in the truest sense of the word because nothing else is happening. Because really there's cool. big drum rolls beforehand. Yeah, it leads up. There's a big boom, Barrels. boom, boom up into it. And then, yeah, just the guitar, which is really cool. And her vocals are really pitched wailing mm-hmm. in that one yeah. as well. So, yeah, if you talk about the fact that it's a personal story, it's like you can almost feel like her singing is her crying. Yeah, like, 100%. Like crying out. So that's, but, yeah. But, yeah, oh. Animals, awesome song. Sort of starts slow and a bit drawling and then it kicks up into that chorus, which yeah. is really awesome. Um, there's a duet in the chorus. I think one of the yeah. few times we hear a male, I didn't, it didn't say who was actually I doing the vocals. Buck but Meek. I'm I assume sure. it would, I assume yeah. it would be Buck. I'm pretty sure. I think it's yeah, Buck. Yeah, Buck does vocals on this album. Okay, yeah, because cool. I, I know the new drummer does backing vocals when they were live. But yeah, I think Buck Meek's backing vocals are underrated. Like the way him and Adrian connect is just like, mm. yeah, so sick. Well, there's a little breathy at the beginning of that yeah I like that nice <laughs> that's nice um, but yeah it's a really good like they the band have this really cool way of like melding like sort of cute and quirky stuff yeah with really big themes and really important mm-hmm. stuff and I think this is a really good example of that 100% yeah 
the electric guitar comes in with like reverb and chorus effects and stuff which is really nice mm. and then uh going to the end of the song the guitars are playing off each other mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which they're not competing they're complementing yeah um, and it's really nice with a fading um outro but um she she says uh I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that to my partner next yeah. time we're in an argument. Uh, you and I were born and I'll make your mind up. Nice. But yeah, rolling full chorus drops as well. Mm-hmm. With And a little, what I really like about um, his back of the Omni guitar is he'll do just a few little notes mm-hmm. and he won't overplay it. And then he'll leave the absence of like the rhythm guitar, like Adrian playing guitar, and it feels like it's sometimes her song and he's allowed to join it mm-hmm. and he joins in and he plays something complimentary, but he doesn't overplay. Yeah. Like he doesn't take over, it would be, he's obviously competent enough, he could have overplayed guitar solos over a lot of these tracks. Yeah. But I'm, he didn't. I'm not sure if it's, um. Adrian or Baku actually does lead because when it we saw when says we says lead guitar on mo- Wikipedia, but it could be wrong. It might be on this album, but when we saw them live, Adrian was doing like all the solos, cool. okay. which took me off guard. I always thought yeah, Baku was yeah. the lead, so right. he, he, he could oh, sorry yeah. he could have been for that project. But yeah, yeah. I, when I saw them live, it completely threw me off because she was like ripping all the solos. Nice. It said she was guitar and he was lead on this one, um, but it could be that like yeah, it could have switched. I don't know, they, they just switched it up, and yeah. if you can play lead and do vocals at yeah. the same time, you are Josh Hon. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, that's else. pretty incredible. It yeah. was insane. Like yeah. I was, because I always thought it was Buck that did the lead. Yeah, but yeah, no, it was it was Adrian when we saw them and awesome. man, she yeah. ripped. So you talked about that. So they have a song called Animals and they have a song called Humans, which made me laugh. Um, But you mentioned Randy earlier. So that's Mm -hmm. solemn electric guitar picking with whooshy noises. Yeah, no, yeah. just yeah. So the first half was just her and an, and the guitar, and then like yeah, these echoey, ghosty noises start yeah. coming in in the background until there's a messy, noisy moment. There's mm. just like an interlude where they chaos. make just a bit of chaos, yeah, which I like, um, and then guitar and vocals until the twenty-five second outro of birds tweeting and picking guitar and piano. Mm. Really nice. It was just, yeah, really. <laughs> Very big thief. But like, I'm assuming Randy is a person because it wasn't reflected in the lyrics. Yeah. Like, to me, Randy is horny. So <laughs> I was like, this is not what I'm expecting. No, but I think it was a person. No, but they, uh, no, actually, it has the lyrics in it, which I loved. Randy, they say I've gone insane. So could you take me dancing in? Lyric Buddies. Yeah. I had that one. That was really cool. It's really <laughs> nice. And it's and it even goes on to say, you don't know me, but you know my name. Will you say it till the light is gone? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is awesome. You just met someone new. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. just yeah. fucking go dancing. And who doesn't sometimes just want to go dancing in the yeah. rain? <laughs> no, I, love, I love that line. I am a wolf in a city of women. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. No, that that's definitely one of the. I just I don't know what it is about that line. Mm. Like, kind of sounds terrible. Me, me, kind of saying I love that line. Yeah. I love when Adrian says it. I don't think I'm a wolf in the well, city of women. I'm yeah, like, she's owning it. Like yeah. I do that. Like sometimes when I write songs, I am a male protagonist. Yeah. And like I write from the perspective of women, like being assaulted, abused, and something like that, from the male perspective. Yeah. And like project. And so she can just own that line and she does it in the sweetest possible way. <laughs> yeah, you don't even really like pick up on it. You're just like, oh yeah, this is soft and sweet, but yeah. Um, you mentioned Paul earlier. George, that was definitely one of my favourites on the album. Yeah. So it's just a great lead out from, um, yeah, coming off the back of Lorraine, which is just her and an acoustic and then sort of almost like similar to how it does in the, at the start of the album where you start off with just her and then you launch into something else. This one comes off the back of just her and a guitar and then launches into a big band piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost, yeah, it almost feels like a live, this almost feels like a live song or sorry, that transition between a quiet and acoustic and then launching into it feels like a live show, like what you do if she'd played a solo song and then the rest of the band would come out and launch into stuff. Um, it's this- a song about a bad boy, yeah, but not a, but just a quiet one, not an actual, yeah. not an actual leather wearing, motorbike wearing bad boy. Just like a guy that she thinks is, as being a bad boy, um, and then she almost fell in love with him, and then just had sex with him instead. She yeah. was like, she's like, I was about to fall in love with you, and then I thought, nah, fuck it, and then they just had sex instead. But there's a duet again as well, so I assume that's Buck's voice again yeah. doing stuff. But she also says. Like, that's so provocative. And you know what's happening, you know that feeling. You've been there, like, with someone at some point, like, where you're just like, man, I still burn for that person or whatever. Um, Well, I do. I don't know. I'm projecting that I'm assuming everyone has that emotion. (laughs) I'm trying to think. Well, I like to think I'm 23 years young. I am 23, but I like to think that's relatively young. So I don't you're, know, maybe you're the, maybe literally the, the same age as my youngest stepdaughter. Yeah. So um, you are very young. Super young. Ah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, maybe. I don't know. Not even in like high school did you ever like think, what if after yeah, that yeah, person? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah see, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm on board. Yeah, yeah so mm. I've definitely had those people in the past where I've just been like, oh, man. I only had one night and should I have gone back for more? Or I know it would be a mistake. Well, what if you stayed? What would have happened? Yeah, but if I stayed for breakfast, (laughs) (laughs) would things be different? Um, And yeah, yeah, but that mindset of being moonshined. So they say that no good decisions happen after 2 a.m. So if you're going home with someone at three in the morning, potentially they're not a good idea at seven in the morning. So, yeah. Well, I like to think a couple of my business ideas around 4 a.m. would be successful (laughs) if I put my mind to it. I think I've had some crackers. (laughs) <laughs> nice. So, so sleep deprivation works for you. Yeah, I, I, I think, like to think I think that. it's decisions made with others, and it's usually like with yeah. lovers. If you're having an yeah. argument with your lover at two in the morning, nothing good can oh, come from that. Yeah, no, I do actually agree. Nothing good comes after two a.m. No, I'm sure, my ideas were rubbish. I don't remember. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Just 
write them down on your phone and then come back to it later. Get all the hard conversations out of the way by 159. That's it. 159. And then it's just like, love you, darling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. But so, like I said, that came out of Lorraine, which was just, again, Adrian and the guitar this time, much more studio cleaned up. Yeah. More like the first one, plucking at it instead of strumming. Um, very reminiscent. We did an album a few months back, well, last year sometime, for Connie Converse. Oh, who yeah. was like a very early pioneer of just like women just playing folk, just yeah. a guitar and her voice, which is really cool. But there's a lyric in there that I loved. Like we were two lovers Forming from friction Your mouth caught my ear With such perfect diction which I was like, yes, wordplay. I love it. Good love rhyming. Good rhyming, good wordplay. I'm for um, it. It's just like, I really need fiction. Yeah. What can I, <laughs> what's going to work? And then you're like looking for things online. There's addiction like, though. Yeah. I would have gone for addiction, but diction, diction is good too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I kind of prefer addiction. I don't know. Addiction, yeah, yeah. it seems like when someone goes with the obvious choice mm-hmm. and they kind of change around, I, I love yeah. that as well. As well. Yeah. But when you're a lyricist, sometimes you genuinely have to search online for words that yeah. rhyme <laughs> with sure, other sure. words to yeah. make something work because you're like, I'm really committed to a particular verse and I need something that yeah. will r- rhyme with verse. Yeah. So how do you guys in your band, how do you write you know, the yeah. music and the lyrics? Is it sort of, do you all contribute to stuff? I know a lot of bands are like, the singer might do most of the lyrics, that sort of thing, but how do you guys sort of come together? Frankie does all the lyrics themselves, mm-hmm. but in terms of like the actual songs we all write together. Does Frankie, is Frankie your singer? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so they, yeah, they're, I feel like like Adrian Lanker, they are like the heart and soul of Mount Nadir Mm -hmm. um, in the sense that most of the song's vibe and feel comes from their lyrics. Um, And then on top of that, you add like Jaina's guitar and stuff and that's kind of where you get the, the main kind of, uh, sound of it all yeah um but yeah usually like um it's a bit um we're pretty chill with how we make the songs like uh maybe jana will just start playing a riff and then i'll join in and then jake will join in or other way around yeah or frankie will be sitting on some lyrics and then we'll kind of work it around that yeah, yeah. oh cool that's nice i could never write songs in my band right i could write solo stuff on the acoustic yeah. guitar, like mm. a typical little white girl with my acoustic guitar going to a campfire. <laughs> um, but I, in one band where I played the bass, I was like not a natural bassist. So the guitarist would write me bass lines and they were fucking complicated <laughs> yeah. um, and really difficult to play. Um, but we were a punk band, so it was like, it really stretched me. But yeah. then playing really difficult bass made it easier for me to have switched to lead guitar in my other mm. band because I was like, this is such an easier instrument to play. So now that I've done complex bass, yeah. um, I can write lead lines um, in the other band. It yeah. was awesome. But otherwise, I'm dreadful. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I can never jam. Like, if someone starts playing yeah. something, I just look at them blankly and I'm just <laughs> like, well, that's nice. And yeah. um, I'll just wait until you tell me what to do and yeah. then I'll carry that's- on. That's why I'm I'm gonna take the opposite stance to you. Love the root note. You love the okay. root note. Yeah. <laughs> there with the root note. And see what happens. I have so <laughs> ma- I have so many favourite songs where all the baseline is is the root note, and, <laughs> and and actually it's surprising how much music. One of my favourite bassists ever, Kim Deal, mm-hmm. loves the root note. Just loves playing eighths. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. 
Uh, well, I guess I listened when I was learning to play guitar and stuff. I listened to a lot of new metal yeah. where they had seven string bass guitars, and mm. so there was no such thing as playing a root note. Yeah, they was literally like playing all over. They were li- playing lead lines on yeah, yeah. a bass guitar. So like I would listen to that and go, okay, that that's my benchmark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so cool. since then, yeah. but I'm gonna listen to you with open ears, like. So I will appreciate <laughs> what you play on the bass. Yeah, well, I feel like if any music if I played, I do like straight away, like I'll throw in octaves and I'll throw in other like stuff. But it's like sometimes you just, you, I feel like you've got to serve the song. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, every instrument has to shine in its own way. Yeah. And like as well, when you're mixing, don't let them turn you down. Like um, nah, I get I'm... so annoyed when bass, you can't even hear the bass. Hmm. Now, our, our mixing engineer Emily Hopley, who's also like a sound engineer and does production, absolute wizard. Love Emily. Yeah, she's she's she's. I think she is mainly like a bassist. She can play a bit of everything, but yeah, she never turns the bass down. Nice. She always keeps me up. So shout out to Emily. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Emily, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. Just keeping an eye on the time. Any other songs that anyone wants to definitely cover that we haven't covered already? Um, there was. Interstate. In mm. Great song, yeah. There's ooze. I love ooze in yeah. a song. Um, so um, the whispered vocals in the verse, which I thought was really nice, um, and it was that parental dispute with the kid stuck in between. Mm-hmm. That So she sings... You could hold a So she's singing as her dad driving her down the interstate, like changing houses for the weekend yeah. or whatever it is mm-hmm. that's happening to her. Or, like that just like resonated. And that's, again, like props to her for being able to project the what looks to be the masculine perspective in the lyrics, um, like of a father. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was cool. just really cool. Awesome. Do you guys have any other songs or any other things you want to talk about or we can go to your final pitch? Nothing nothing too specific. I think we've pretty much covered anything. I think nice. Parallels is a perfect closer. Yeah, nice slow burn but doesn't yeah. actually explode at the end which is kind of cool. And it's almost, it's one of the more heartbreaking songs for me. In a way, I know you're always by my side but today I think I've always been a long way. That line like always hits for me. Yeah, nice. Oh, yeah. That would hit. If you, yeah. If you ever felt lonely in other people's company yeah that's like one of the like a really difficult mm. feeling to deal with yeah mm. no, I'm, great closer, I'm yeah. neurodiverse and sometimes i can be the life of the party and sometimes i need to curl up in a ball and hide away from everyone and yeah. so like lyrics like that totally like hit me in the heart yeah, yeah. cool Okay, All right. so time for your final pitch. Final pitch on why you think we should say this album is flawless, or why you think why you think it's why flawless. you think yeah. it's flawless. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I like that because I, I don't think anyone else should find it flawless. But for me, I just think the songwriting, it's again, there's a lot of stuff that is up to interpretation, but it's also such a personal view of obviously. I feel like debut albums is where you've got had your whole life, mm-hmm. and now it's like, well, here's your debut album, so you're going to talk about all these experiences. And yeah, it really, it's just, 
Uh, it's hard to say because it's such a it's such a personal thing. But for me, yeah, I've replayed nearly all of these songs, and I've had that moment. Like for me, I know an album's perfect when I've gone back to like nearly every song, and that's been the song that I've had on repeat. Mm. And I think just about every song in this album, I've gone back, and it was like masterpiece. Then it was real love. Then it was Paul. Then it went to animals. Then it went to humans, and like it went to interstate. So it's just yeah, every song on that album I've kind of gone back and replayed with, and I have my own memory with that song in particular mm. and so that whole project for me is just like perfect yeah nice yeah i guess uh for me um i just think the album um there's so many moments uh on it where the lyrics like really hit home and um for me um I don't even. description. Yeah. Is it yeah. just like some kind of ethereal experience that you can't even describe? Yeah. Yeah, we'll say that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I just, um, for me, like Big Thief's sound um, is just so unique. And I guess the best term for it would be raw and emotional. Um, and their, this debut album they had, like, just encapsulates. Um, so many emotions like really well for me mm-hmm. and um yeah it's just got a very strong connection cool awesome. awesome okay i'll start over to liam hello what was your thought final thoughts and uh thumbs up thumbs down on this album yeah shaking <laughs> yeah um so yeah like i said never heard i knew of them but i'd never heard anything except for it turns out i had heard parallels um yeah, like it, it opens really well. Like it's got the super soft, you know, it's the acoustic opening, but I, I knew they weren't a one-person acoustic guitar band, so I knew they were going to sort of explode out of that. I've talked before about sometimes you have to listen to an album really closely to really get it the first time. Or sometimes I'll listen to albums in the car the first yeah. time, and I'm like, I don't get this. And then I sit down and I get it and listen to it properly. But I listened to this one in the car the first time, which I'm trying to teach myself not to do. But I still like I still loved it even just as like car music, like where yeah. you're not really focusing word for word. Like it's still musical enough and the instruments play a big enough part in it that you can sort of get into it just even just that sort of semi background. But then when you start going into that deep dive of like listening to the actual intent and the meaning behind all the songs, thinking about it, it gets even better again. Like you said, it's a debut. It's a stunning debut album. Like the idea that this could be like that this is like because you normally then think, oh, if someone's a debut, they're also going to go up from here as much as they've had their entire life to write the first one. Yeah. It's also the one where they're like least experienced, I guess, and yeah. they're going to take up from here. But the idea that this is someone's first album <laughs> is just insane to me. Um, yeah, all the way through, loved it. Like you said, 37 minutes, which is a perfect length. I love that. I love, love, love 37 love, minutes. Yeah. Every song just had that 40, idea, yeah. did its idea, get out. Time. Well, yeah, well, I think, I think, well, just to touch on that, we're going off topic a bit, but the reason why everyone's doing longer albums today is just because of streaming, which has kind of ruined the, I feel, the vibe of an album. It's like mm. they'll just put on 16 songs yeah. rather than like trying to collate a good body of work. But that's the way things vinyl, go. So yeah. I had vinyl in the house. I didn't get a CD player until yeah. we were like eight or 10. Yeah. And so that's when CDs could be longer and they had stupid secret tracks yeah. the, and stuff like that. But Liam, sorry, yeah. we interrupted. So that's all good. So yeah, like the really soft ones, there's the middle ones, there's the bigger punky ones. They're all awesome. Um, Pitchfork compared her to Sharon Van Etten and... I should, I should have known this. Hop Along's Frances Quinlan, who's one of my favourite performers as well. She's really great. And I, got, I get that totally. She's like a beautiful singer and songwriter. 
And so, yeah, all the way through, there was nothing wrong with the album, and so I called it flawless. Awesome. Look at you, tick from, tick one, from me. One out of two, one out of two. <laughs> one out of two. Okay, George, so, back to you for a final thought. Well, you said one out of two, but down. one of you two might have actually gone, no, wait, whilst we've been talking, this isn't a flawless album, but um, that's genuinely happened to us before. True, they've just realised, like, oh, realized shit, I picked through. the wrong it album. Wasn't, it wasn't even a pair, it was one guy. One guy, and he just went, he was actually... Like, uh, this isn't a flawless album. Liam and I were there, and we were like, "We'd we'd both you, given it flawless. We'd both given it flawless." And he's like, "Oh, I don't think it's flawless. I just wanted more people to listen to it." And I was like, "Cool, but it's like a. It was everything, everything. It was like a UK number one album. This album did not need you to come and promote it on a podcast to get <laughs> people listening like, to like, it. It didn't get enough attention. They did. Yeah, they did not need your help. But like anyway, I'd already seen them out splendor, like yeah. playing in a yeah. tent in the pissing rain and and like I was thinking to myself like um, Distant Past was sung by thousands of people um, at a festival in Byron Bay and he, like he came on to our podcast yeah. <laughs> and was just like just more people should hear them yeah. like where have you been yeah. <laughs> anyway so it's my turn mm-hmm. okay final so, thoughts final th- thoughts okay so on first listen um, I did what Liam did. I put it on in the background, yeah. which I, I actually don't normally do. Yeah. I usually put it straight up with some really good headphones yeah. um, that are really bassy and everything. So, um, But I didn't. I put it on in the background, and uh, first thought, I was like, yeah, I've heard this done before. And then I got to Paul, and I was like, oh, I recognise this one. Um, and then I was like, no, I need to give it a proper listen. Don't do a Liam. So <laughs> I sat down. Good advice, down, no matter what, all the time. And um, so six weeks ago, when we were supposed to actually record, I sat down and gave it a proper listen, and I was like, "Oh, what was I thinking? <laughs> this is exactly what I like." <laughs> um, so I recognised Paul probably from like Triple J, Four Triple Z, Saddle Creek, something like that. Um, they're on Saddle Creek. Fucking, that's already a tick for me. Um, The electric solos are not overplayed. It swaps between uh, lo-fi Adrian alone to full band seamlessly. It had, I had it on a loop and it transitions from parallels um, straight through to... um, Arrow. Yeah, Little Arrow. Um, It transitions really well. So you can put the album on a loop and that meant to me, that um, there was no jarring moments of a song being out of place or skippable, and they're not long enough to skip, to be fair, anyway. They <laughs> love the two-and-a-half-minute mark. Um, but, yeah, so um, they are short, which I like, and a flawless record for me are those sorts of things, and I'm definitely pissed <laughs> that I didn't find it on my own. You, we do, we do that. Yeah, it's like, damn it, why didn't I hear this? Well, I, I feel that when my friend showed me something yeah. cool, like I wanted to show them something cool. I'm like, where I've, have this been on my life? Absolutely, I've had since 2016 yeah. to listen to this album, and I haven't. So 
Of course it's flawless. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, that was cool. Just, I'm like a little yeah. annoyed that a 23-year-old <laughs> shows up with an album from 2016 and says, oh, hey, this is flawless. And I'm like, shit, you're right. <laughs> so never mind. Um, so we um, got this one over the line. Yeah, yeah? tick, yeah. tick. Good work. Just, yeah. this one. Just for the listeners back home that might not be aware, there's actually a dungeon where all the former contestants who didn't get flawless are being <laughs> kept prisoner. So I'm, I'm shaking right now. I'm don't, so stoked. Yeah, don't tell them that. They'll never be guessed. I, I, I wasn't supposed to say that, but I'm a free man. We have four basement levels in yeah, this building. There's so. been a lot of guests who didn't get double flawless. So yeah. Yeah. Actually, I don't think anyone's ever got double flawless. So. Old mate, old mate who put himself in there, he said, oh, it's not flawless. <laughs> not flawless. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. Some of your friends are still in the dungeon. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but well... Thank you, Colin mm-hmm. and Jake, for coming. And Mount Nadir, N-A-D-I-R. You guys on, on Facebook? On social media? Um, on Twitter. Facebook as mt.nadir, Mount Nadir. But Instagram is probably the main platform we use. And that's at M-O-U-N-T-N-A-D-I-R. It's good. always got to be different. Thank you for doing that um, and spelling it out. Yep. That's also That's all good. It, it, it often um, might sound like mountain of beers. You're 23, yeah. so are you on TikTok yet? We're on TikTok. I've done a few, but I don't. I don't know yeah, if I'm the TikTok output. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not not great with the TikTok output, but I don't mind getting on the Instagram stories. That's nice. awesome. Okay, yeah. well, go and check out Mount Nadir because it sounds like we're going to like them. Mm. Um, and thank you everyone for listening. We got one over the line, and Flawless has Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, no TikTok. We are Flawless AMP on all of those. So you can join the conversation, share or like our posts, give us a rating. Every little bit helps us find more music lovers like you. As mentioned, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Flawless AMP. If you'd like to back us, please check that out. So thanks again for listening, thanks to our guests, and we will see you next time.